ah, how you guys doing? So, this is something I've been looking forward to for a while. I've been meaning to do some book reviews on here. If you guys follow my Instagram, at gutan.sw, street workout, you'll see that in my highlights, it's covered with books I read. I love reading. I'm a bookworm, and I mostly read either history or self-improvement books, such as this one. So, for this episode, I'll be covering the very famous, best-selling book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So what is that book all about? So, James Clear, brilliant cat, right? He covers habits and how we form them, how we can break them, how we can control our habits because at the end of the day, every person is a collection of their habits. And that's just a hard, cold hard truth, okay? You are a collection of your choices, you're a collection of decisions. So, at the root of every decision is your identity. Who are you? Every You can look at habits as decisions of who you are. So he likes to say that you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And in general, systems are put in place to solve problems quickly. And if you look at habits as a way of automating decisions just because it's easier, you'll, you'll understand people better. So what do I mean by that? People in general, look for the easy way out for solving problems. So if I say want to lose some weight, right? Maybe the real reason is that I want to impress someone. So maybe instead of like working out really hard or maybe instead of, you know, just learning everything about the other person, I just go at them with humor, right? Or maybe instead of earning an A, we look for someone who has all the answers or we just like cheat off someone else or, you know, people do it once or twice, that's fine, but then it becomes a habit. Then you become a sloth. You don't, you treat everything surface level. You don't try to actually meet people or connect with people. Or in the second case, you become a cheat. You get so used to cheating, you get so used to doing things the easy way that you never actually learn the lessons of diligence and hard work. And at the end of the day, that is a vote for your identity. Every habit you have is a vote of the person you are. So in this book, I'm heavy shit, right? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so in this book, he really emphasizes the point that good habits don't just add up, they compound. And likewise, bad habits don't just add up, they compound as well. So what do I mean by compounding? So any of my finance people out there, you know that when you make some money and you, there's an interest rate put on it, right? You don't only make money off the initial input, the initial investment, you make money off the total after that first uh, interest rate kicks in. What do I mean? So let's say you have 10 grand in the, in the bank, right? And after the first year, you get 5% interest, right? So that's $500 of interest money, right? So now you have $10,500. What happens the next year? If it's 5% again, if it's compounding 5%, so you're not only gonna be gaining 5% on the initial 10,000 investment, you'll be gaining 5% on the 10,500. So what is 5% of 10,500? That's 525 bucks. So what are you left with after that year? You're left with 11,025 bucks. So from year one to the end of year two, you just gained $1,025 doing absolutely nothing but just getting that 5% interest rate back. Compounding works extremely fast. So after 10 years of doing this, assuming that you start with 10 grand and you win 5% every year, if you do that for 10 years, uh, your $10,000 account would grow to $16,288.95. So. When I say habits compound, I, I mean your life can 
exponentially change if you work on creating good habits and eliminating bad habits. So luckily for us, this guy, James Clear, he writes a whole book on exactly how to do that. It's not just saying, oh, here's a problem. Like, It's not just this surface level book. He actually gets into it and he gives us some systems. So let's look at some of these systems. So one of the things I did touch on already is that um, the most powerful habits, the ones that stick, are the ones that are part of your identity. So someone who's trying to get off cigarettes, right? How many times have you heard them say, no, no, thank you, I'm trying to quit? More likely than not, that person is not really committed to quitting. However, let me, t- let me show you person B, okay? Person A was the guy saying, no, 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 thanks, I'm trying to quit. Person B, right, same scenario, same vice he's trying to kick. He says, no, no, thank you, I'm not a smoker. Yeah, person B is going to kick the habit like right away. Why? Because he's attached his identity to that habit. He is not a smoker. And he says that right away and your body tries to match it because your body and your mind work in congruence. And if you've ever taken a psychology class, you know about cognitive dissonance where your, your mind is not in sync with what it does and what it believes. They're not in sync. So it tries to ignore it and it causes a lot of anxiety and stress. So if you tie your habits with your identity, it'll be that much more effective at changing your life. So it works both ways, right? So once you have adopted an identity, it can be really easy to let your allegiance to that identity impact your ability to change. How many times have you heard someone say, oh no, I'm terrible with directions, or um, I'm always late, or I, I can't remember your name, or I hate this one, I'm not a morning person. Come on, I mean, if you say that over and over and over again, you will believe it, and you will become exactly that because it's really hard for people to shake the things they have identified with for so long. So your habits are how you embody your identity. And to grow, you need to continuously edit and expand your identity. I'm not saying just change, like accommodate yourself to certain situations. Like try to like be a, try to be the same kind of person that is of good morals, of good reason. But when it comes to forming yourself into a better person, you have to accept that you do need to change and change and growth come hand in hand. Uh, James Clear, he lays it out really clearly and he studied so many people and he puts out so many studies in this book, but I'm going to just narrow it down right here. This is the golden nugget. Okay. There are four laws that he found out to create a good habit and to break a bad habit. It's the inverse of those four laws. So the first law of creating good habit is you need to make it obvious. So what do I mean by that? You need to be able to make it easily see and just make it easy to do. So the second law is to make it attractive. You need to make it a habit that is attractive for you to do, something that like brings you towards it and it's not something that scares you. The third law is to make it easy. You wanna make it as easy as possible. I'll get into this later. You wanna make the habit not that difficult to get into. And the fourth law is to make it satisfying. In general, human beings, if you want more of a behavior, you reward it. If you want less of a behavior, you punish it, okay? I, I could get into taxes and all that, but like I'm not gonna get into that right now. But if you want less of something, you punish it, taxes. And if you want more of something, you reward it, subsidies. Okay, anyways, to break a bad habit, it's the inverse of those first four laws. So the inversion of the first law, make it invisible. Cigarettes, right? You wanna hide them. You don't wanna be, you wanna be able to see them. You wanna kick them out of the house, make it really hard to, you don't even see it because visual cues are the most like important. The inversion of the second law, you need to make it unattractive. You need to make it so that there are consequences to get engaging in that bad habit. The third law, you need to make it difficult. 
you need to make it really hard to try to like find those cues or find a way to get into that habit. In the inversion of the fourth law, you need to make it unsatisfying. If you do engage in this habit, you need to find a way to punish yourself or have someone punish you because unless there is a consequence to engaging this bad habit, you continue to dip your, your toes in it and you're gonna continue being uh, someone with that bad habit. So those are the four laws and those are the four law, the inverses of the four laws. And he doesn't just provide this, he actually provides a, a, like a really nice framework of get, engaging in habits and like keeping, keeping up with them. One thing he, like, he gets into is habit stacking. I love this. So you need to identify a current habit you're doing and just stack a new habit on top of that. So what does that look like? Say you pour your coffee, your cup of coffee every morning, right? So a habit stack would look like this. After I pour my morning cup of coffee, I will meditate for 60 seconds. Or you can actually add more stuff on top of that. You can say, well, after I meditate for 60 seconds, I will write my to-do list for the day. So that's how it works. You don't want to add too much because then that's, you're lying to yourself. But like one stack is great. If you like want to make two, that's, that's awesome too. But that's a great way to trigger this sequence of events. Also, visual cues, I said this a little bit earlier, are the greatest catalyst of our behavior. If you want to achieve your habits, especially if you want to create a good one, you need to use environment design. So actually this year, I don't know if you guys noticed in my, in my Instagram channel, I have yoga mats out all the time. That is something I wanted to get into coming into this 2020 now. Wow, it's been a year. Coming into 2020, I wanted to be more flexible, want to be more mobile, and I wanted to work on my yoga. So first thing I did, I purchased a yoga mat and I laid it out on the floor. It is always out. It is so easy to just wake up in the morning, step onto the mat and just start stretching, you know? Use your environment to make it easier, make it more attractive to get into your habits. For instance, if you want to practice guitar more frequently, you can place your guitar stand in the middle of your living room. Have that environment work in your favor. So you can do the exact same thing for bad habits. You need to make it invisible, right? Remember that other law? You need to remove the cue entirely of getting into that bad habit. The very first part of getting into the habit is the cue, usually a visual cue. If you get rid of the visual cue, it's highly likely the whole rest of the habit is gonna fade away. So if you hide cigs, cigarettes, or if you hide junk food, if you just hide those cues, those triggers, the rest of the habit tends to go away. Getting more into that second law of making it attractive, you should try to look for and join a culture or a club where your desired behavior is the norm. So pre-COVID, I wanted to get healthier and stronger, so I joined a gym, a, a CrossFit gym to be exact, and everyone there is pushing themselves, and the environment is so, so contagious, you know, the energy there is so contagious, people there are trying to get better, and I just love being in that environment, and all my strength just went through the roof and it just felt fantastic and um, right now with calisthenics I am my feet is entirely full of athletes and guys who are guys and girls who are trying to get better and trying to move their bodies through space and just being the best they can and that is something that is the norm that I see every single day and that's why I strive to just just be a better version of myself and then showing up on your bad days is really really important frequency is more important than how long you do it frequency is more important than time what do I mean by that? You want to practice the habit over and over so that you can master it with repetition, not perfection. You don't want to just say, I want to play a song on the guitar, right? What if you get it wrong? What if you get frustrated with the song or you just, you know, it's just a difficult thing to get into, right? Instead of doing that, how about you make your habit? I would like to play one chord of the guitar a day. 
it's very unlikely that you're literally going to pick up the guitar and strum it once and then boom, you're done, right? Most people, once they have a guitar in their hands, they would like to, I don't know, sing a bit or do a little bit. You will undoubtedly like sing a little bit more. You will play a little bit more. But just making your habit that short, that easy to attain will make it more likely that you will strum more in the end rather than just saying, I'm going to play a whole song every day. That's just unattainable. You want to make it something that's frequent and something that you can actually get better at through practicing and not perfection. Now the third law, make it easy. You wanna make it really easy to show up. So there's this thing James Clear notes as the two minute rule. And it's kinda like what I just mentioned earlier. You wanna be able to make the new habit less than two minutes to do. You wanna be able to finish that new habit in less than two minutes. So for me, I had a, I had a goal, of, it was very like broad. It was like read before you go to sleep. So. I changed that to just read one page. So I can read a page in under two minutes easy, under a minute to be honest, but just having that is so easy because it trickles down. I end up reading five pages, right? And some days I end up reading 30, but just the habit of reading one page before bed, that is so easy to do and it's made me read so many books now, so including this one. So the fourth law, make it satisfying. You need to remember the importance of delayed gratification. The cost of your good habits are right now in the present but the cost of your bad habits in the future. So remember that, okay? You can enjoy a juicy burger with all these vegetable oils and all that stuff, but you'll have to pay for that at the end, okay? And the cost of your good habits right now, yeah, you're gonna have to like run on the treadmill a bit, you're gonna have to like eat something you're not really used to, but it, you know in the end is really good for you. Like that will pay off in the end too. So you just gotta remember that and make sure that you reward yourself little by little. Don't go off the rails, but be sure to reward yourself when you do accomplish everything you set out to accomplish and be sure to punish yourself and find systems or people that will punish you when you don't perform it like with the goals that you set out for yourself and inevitably there will be a bad day right you will put up a zero a day where you don't accomplish every single habit right the key here is don't ever miss twice if you do forget to do a habit one day make sure you do it the following day never miss twice most people are gonna give up when they fail once. And that's why most people don't accomplish their dreams. But if you make it a habit, if you make it, a, if you make a promise to yourself never to miss twice, you're already ahead of the pack. Most people will, so just make sure you never miss twice. And then the last law, remember to keep things interesting. The key sustainable habits is to make them interesting. You need to be a person that you want to live with for the rest of your life. So you wanna make these habits interesting, something you love to do, something you would like to be, so you can find a state of flow when you're performing them. And once you're in that state of flow, in the zone, you will constantly be attracted to doing it over and over again. You'll keep these habits interesting. So I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. I love this book. It's, it's definitely something that um, not many people think of as a science, but habit formation and achieving one's goals and it's just something that people always bullshit about over and over but they never find a way to actually get after it so having these four laws to create a good habit and having the inverse of them to break a bad habit i think a framework like that is rock solid and everyone should at least look into and if not adopt the whole thing so yeah so if you guys enjoyed that i'll be covering more books um, i'll do a lot more book reviews and if you haven't checked it out already check out my instagram at gutan.sw check me out on youtube uh, spotify 
And I've got this podcast on Spotify as well, uh, as well as uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Google Pod and the whole nine. So please uh, leave a review of this podcast if you enjoyed it. And let me know what kind of books you want me to cover in the future, okay? Keep reading. Keep getting stronger. Love you guys. Peace.